0: Love, Talk Radio. And welcome to Community Garden Revolution. I'm Mary Hugo, the show host, and we're very pleased to have a special guest with us today. We're starting off the new year with them again, and it's always my pleasure uh, to talk with Sue Locke, who is the Director and Corporate and Community Partnership uh, person, or spokesperson, uh, for the Scots. Miracle Grow folks, it's the Scotts Miracle Grow Company. They're in Marysville, Ohio, and uh, she is ready to tell us about an announcement that they have for this year for your grants uh, that you can apply. And uh, Sue, welcome aboard again to a Community Garden Revolution.
1: Well, Mary, good morning, and happy New Year to you and all your listeners as well.
0: Well, happy New Year to you, lady. I appreciate your time today, and you've got a real exciting. Uh, announcement for folks who are looking for grant money, and they're all looking for money and volunteers. So, uh, what do you have for us that
1: you're ge- you're getting ready to have out people this spring? Oh, great! Well, we're very excited to announce our Pollinator Promise. So, when you think about pollinators, whether they're, they are bees, butterflies, or birds, these are all important to our ecosystem. They're critical to our. our our planet's food supply, and they really play a key role in the health of millions of flowering gardens across the country. So, Scott's Miracle-Gro, we launched Pollinator Promise, which is a year-long effort to improve consumer education about pollinators, and secondly, to promote the creation of backyard and urban habitats that will attract pollinators
0: hmm
1: And what is it that you're going to be doing
0: for these folks if they uh, apply for grants? Uh, how much money can they go for? Uh, can you give us the grant process uh, how this is uh, going? Like if I was in uh, um, Tennessee and I wanted to go ahead and find what grants were available for me to help out my community garden, first of all, where do I go for a website? And then
1: what do I find? Well, two things about our, our Pollinator Pro- Promise program is that there's education is really key. So we've created a new website, and it's com forward slash Pollinator Promise. And on that site, you can find information on you know how to create really simple pollinator habitats in your backyard. There's also um, Mm -hmm. videos about pollinators and also fun facts, and also information about different uh, pollinator organizations across the country. And the second component is when we say we want to promote the creation of backyard habitats, we know that grants are very, and funding is important to that. So um, just this Monday, um, we opened up the window for our Grow 1000 Grassroots Grant Program. And Mm -hmm. organizations throughout the United States can apply for those grants if they go to grow1000.com, and that's G-R-O and the number 1000.com. And there's information about the the grants and how to apply. And the Grow 1000 program, we started that in 2011. So um, this year, for 2016, there's just more of a focus around pollinators. You know, um, here at Scotts, we've, we've you know always promoted the creation of gardens and green spaces, you know, which right. attract pollinators naturally. So again, this year it's you know emphasizing um, those who want to help bring more pollinator habitats to life. Okay, when I go to the website, and I tell
0: you, I'm right now at the uh, Scott, scottsmiraclegrow.com uh, forward slash Uh, Pollinator Promise, and it is very festive looking, very colorful. Uh, People will like the uh, pictures that you have displayed on here, and you've got the little prompts there where it says plant a garden, then you've got apply for a grant, and another prompt where it says support a group. Okay, when I go to um, try to find out how much money that you're doing for a grant, because sometimes people uh, go for certain
1: size grant monies, how much are you giving per per garden? Well, with the Grow 1,000 grants, the dollar amounts are 1500 and 500 and okay. it will be based on a judging criteria. So, again, we're encouraging all groups to, to go and apply, and the application process is open through February 22nd.
0: Okay. And on that, how long does it take you? Okay, so if I go ahead and get the application in by the 22nd of February, how long
1: does it take you to go ahead and say, yes, you're the group that we're going to help out? Well, we're going to be announcing uh, the winners for 2016 on the first day of spring, which is March 21st. Oh, how wonderful!
0: That's not too far away. That's great. Okay, exactly. Uh, and you
1: know, again, we're we're excited to you know encourage different groups, nonprofits, to apply. And again, our way of, of supporting more pollinators being created. You know, whether it's in a suburban environment or maybe an urban setting, you know, groups can really create pollinators wherever they live.
0: And you're partnering evidently with the U.S. Conference of Mayors, and I don't know who the Pollinator Stewardship Council is, um, and then also the Franklin Park Conservatory. Would that be right? That's and others correct. to there's, do this.
1: There are so many different groups who are, are really helping, you know, create you know more pollinators. So whether it's the uh, poll. Um, Pollinator Stewardship Council, Monarch Joint Venture, uh, the Million Pollinator Garden Challenge, Franklin Park, as you mentioned, you know, all of these groups really see the the importance and, and critical role that pollinators play in our, in our in our in our ecosystem. And with Grow 1000, we've been working with the U.S. Conference of Mayors, Franklin Park Conservatory, as you mentioned, uh, the Garden Writers Association, and also the National yeah. Garden Association.
0: Good. Yeah, I like the Garden Writers Association. Um, plant a row. Plant a row for the hungry is their pitch. <laughs>
1: um,
0: mm-hmm. On the pollinators, please tell the importance. Uh, we hear a lot about bees and wanting to have the butterflies there and so on. That so why is that important
1: in our ecosystem? Well, when you think about it with, with the pollinators, just say in the U.S. alone, um, the pollination of bees and other insects produces about $40 billion worth of products annually. I mean, think about that. And, you know, mm-hmm. we, we know that, you know, birds, bees, and butterflies, you know, they're, they're busying um, transferring pollen, but that's more than 200,000 flowering plant species that need pollination. Mm. And so, uh, you know, these um, pollinators, I mean, they're hard workers, <laughs> really.
0: And yes, ma'am. when you think
1: about it, um, they are helping with our food supply. And so we need to, to help the pollinators find their own food supply. And that's done through creating these, these, these habitats. And it's really easy and, and simple to do. You know, it, you don't need a lot of space. Um, again, if you go to com forward slash Pollinator Promise. There's videos and tips where you, families can, can start a project with their kids and just more details on, on how easy it is to, to create a, a space for pollinators. So, so this could be a garden, home
0: garden, and or it could be the nonprofit groups then, the community gardens. Are
1: you're, you're, talking about, stay with you're, the, you're talking about the grants? Uh, right. Okay, for, for the grants? Um, again, more detailed information is on the website about who's eligible. But we're looking at um, nonprofit groups. But if you are okay. a, if you are a homeowner and you have kids and you want to have a weekend project, you know, go to Pollinator Promise website and you can find information on how to how to create a habitat in your own backyard. Mhm. And on this, are you all concerned with the part that with the population getting so
0: large coming up? We're talking about another one or 2 billion uh, people in the world. Are you concerned uh and that's why you're doing it now uh about the possibility that hey, we're not going to have enough bees down the road or is it something that you just want to make sure the ecosystem is flowing right as
1: the uh growth is happening with all these people that's coming on, you know, in our world? Well, I think you know we all know that pollinators, as I said earlier, Mary, they're they're just important. You know, they're important again mm-hmm. to our food population, and you know we all love flowers and gardens, and this is you know our way of of helping cities and communities you know increase the, these habitats to attract these these hard workers in nature. Mm-hmm. Right,
0: right. I was just curious uh, because um, some of the other nations, uh, they're trying to adjust uh, to the um, amount of food that they're starting to grow and and, uh, change around or increase what they're growing to eat. And so I was just curious uh, because there's a lot of different groups that are starting these pollinator programs or bees uh, programs, and I'm just curious uh, that are they thinking about the trajectory of the uh, amount of people that's going to be on the, uh, the the world and concerned ahead of time that, hey, we need to make sure the ecosystem is working now, and then, of course, as it grows, uh, that we uh, keep that in balance. That's, I guess, what I was wondering because there's so much interest in it right
1: now. You know that 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 might be the case, Mary. Um, I, I think for us at Scotts, you know, along with the other partner groups that we mentioned before, you know, we just realize that the pollinators they're just um, very critical, and how mm-hmm. we can do our part, you know, to to help increase their populations. Oh, definitely, most definitely. And again, give us the uh, website that people can go to. Okay, sure. So it's scottsmiraclegrow.com. dot forward slash pollinator promise and mm-hmm. also to apply for the grants go to grow1000.com and that's G-R-O the number 1000 and the grant application window opened this Monday and it runs through February 22nd
0: wonderful I'm excited that more people are doing something like this because you see more restaurants that are jumping on board with this And I was very surprised that even uh, golf courses are doing this um, they have the space and uh, they're wanting to try to help save bees and, and bring uh, butterflies to their golf courses, and they're even selling uh, the, uh, the the honey uh, when they process it. I think that's fascinating, but what do you think, uh, the uh, with the weather and the climate, if you can say something about that, uh, what do you think about this climate change thing that's happening? And, of course, I know I'm from the Midwest, you're from the Midwest, we see a lot of change. Uh, like last year, it was a whole month before we could really uh, plant our seeds and uh, because of so much rain that we had. What do you all project or see uh, as far as people being able to still grow their own community gardens or their own gardens? Uh, I know that community gardens is needed because of the mission and the uh, purpose that they help with the hungry and also for people for activity to cut down... Obesity and diabetes, and also giving them physical activity. But with the climate changing so much, with so much rain, so much heat toward the very end of the season, do you feel it's going to be even more of a challenge as we
1: go along for people to even grow something outside? I think you know, with community gardens, they have just had a surge in popularity. You know, more more people are interested in eating healthy, growing their mm-hmm. own food. And for us, in partnership with Franklin Park Conservatory and Botanical Gardens, um, we here in central Ohio have seen an uptick in gardens, and also Mm -hmm. on a a national basis, as we work with different organizations through our Grow 1000 program, um, we've seen Mm -hmm. more and more people getting into urban agriculture, uh, again, realizing the benefits of eating, eating healthy, eating local. So I think that you know, once the season, you know, breaks wherever you are, you know, if you're in the Midwest and it's a little bit colder, you know, gardening gardening is still going to be very popular. But also we're seeing more people growing indoors as well, too. And, you know, mm-hmm. you, you don't always need, you know, a, a huge plot to, to grow your vegetables, you can do things with container gardens. Or you might have just uh, if you're in an urban setting, you can have some pots uh, out on your terrace to grow some tomatoes mm-hmm. or whatever it might be. But also, as I mentioned, indoor gardening is, is becoming, um, you know, more and more popular too. So I think people, if they realize that, you know, they want to eat healthy and garden, they'll find a way. and And we want to be able to help them.
0: I think so, too. Uh, have you ever heard of uh, it being called a regenerative garden? And what that means is that it's uh, when they grow uh, items, like you said, in the uh, container gardens, uh, that it helps change the climate control in their own backyard because it you know releases more oxygen or whatever. But there's four senators. Uh, there's Senator Kelly A-O-T is A-Y-O-T-T-E in New Hampshire, Lamar Alexander from Tennessee, Mark Kirk from Illinois, and Lindsey Graham. Uh, they are putting together a coalition for Republicans uh, to talk about pro-environmental policies and enlist more of the GOP senators to support them. And they're looking for ideas of what people can do to uh, you know, grow gardens or gardening or other ways that they can help change the environment. And um, I think it's exciting that at least somebody, somebody is talking in, as a senator, whether it's a congressman or senator, They had a bill from uh, Florida last year that didn't go too far because it really was simplistic in nature um, to try to do an experiment to send funds for what you do with community gardens. But, again, it was so simplistic it didn't go anywhere off the floor. But um, I think it's exciting, as you say, uh, that there's more uh, community gardens happening. Uh, There's more groups that are trying to do something with their missions to help other people and also themselves eat locally, too. So what do you project that's coming up? uh, You know, something's got to happen because we have to start feeding ourselves more locally with the problems that we're seeing with hazardous waste from other nations that are even admitting that they're having problems with their ground. What do you project uh, that we're possibly going to be seeing in the next two, three years about community gardens? I feel that there's going to be a synergy and we're going to see even more community gardens.
1: Well, you know, through our Grow One Thousand program, which you know is now in its sixth year, um, we have supported uh, a little over six hundred and eighty projects. And Great. with Grow One Thousand, um, the intent of that program is by twenty eighteen, which is Scotts Miracle Grow's, will be celebrating our one hundred fiftieth anniversary. We will have yeah. supported at least a thousand gardens and green spaces here in the U.S., Canada, and Europe. So that's the mm. the, the broader program. But I use that as an example is that you know over the years you know the different groups that we've worked with the different cities the different mayors um community gardening and the idea of you know greening green spaces providing you know more access to residents it's it's important and i think that it has become um much more much more um, uh, critical of an issue for for cities and neighborhoods across our country. So to answer mm-hmm. your question, Mary, I think um, we will just be seeing more of a, an urgency and the importance of you know having these natural environments available to to citizens. Oh yes,
0: in large cities, and I don't know what they're doing in Cleveland or Cincinnati, but uh, St. Louis, uh, Nashville, Chicago, of course, has done it for years. Um, Washington D.C., New York. They're using their uh, skyscrapers, and if the uh, engineers find it's okay to do it, uh, they're doing these rooftop gardens, and they are growing at a a great rate because they lose ground uh, in these inner city spaces that they go ahead, and it's blighted, and they try to help it out with having a community garden. And then they find the developers are going, well, you know, that area is not so so bad after all. Let's go ahead and develop something there. (laughs) And then they lose their community gardens. So some of them are like St. Louis. They're taking the attitude that, hey, we're not going through all that. We're going to go ahead and uh, look for these tall buildings and build uh, community gardens up there instead. Now, uh, California goes through a lot of that. They lose a lot of community gardens every so often. But uh, St. Louis has just taken the the idea that, hey, we're not going to fight that in the inner city. We're just going to go ahead and, and do that. Have you found that uh, there's a little bit more excitement
1: in your all's area for doing rooftop gardening? Uh, we've worked with a lot of different organizations that are creating rooftop gardens. But when, you, when you're talking about... Um, urban revitalization. Um, mm-hmm. There were several projects that we worked on last year where in actually in West Sacramento was the one that comes to mind. Um, they mm-hmm. had take, very successfully taken an area that it was an abandoned gas station. And within literally, I think a matter of months, they've turned it into one of the most successful and largest community gardens in West Sacramento. And Great. it's in a it's in a very prominent intersection and there're so many groups who have supported that and it is it's the sustainability of these projects that's really important and right. so we're we're seeing groups who are backing this and supporting it and through you know our support through grow, grow 1000 which also provides you know monitoring also products to help these these gardens you know thrive and, and grow but, you know, we're seeing so many different creative ways that people are gardening. The, again, taking abandoned cool. lots and creating, the, creating you know, a garden. And they don't have to be big spaces. They really can right. be pop-ups. And to your point about, you know, rooftop gardens, we're, we are seeing more of those. And it, it may even be, you know, school gardens, whatever the case, the case is. Mm-hmm. You know, people want a garden, they're going to find a, find a way.
0: Well, I think every school should have a garden, in my opinion. I really do. Um, one last point here. Uh, so basically with community gardens, uh, because I believe that um, every unit, we have uh, neighborhood associations, and I believe every sector, every unit that you want to say this split up in your town, I believe every one of those should have it too, whether they have money or whether they don't have money. Uh, they definitely should have a community garden of some sort to build up community in their area but also uh, to have the mission to help so many other people that need the help, like veterans, single moms, seniors. Seniors, that's going to be a big poverty uh, group that's coming up. Um, What do you see uh, that uh, companies, and I'm trying to create a synergy this year uh, by uh, getting more people involved with uh, community gardens and and thinking that, hey, you know, I can help out more with this too. What do you see that's coming up or how – do you see that more companies can pitch in and be a part of this uh, food movement, if you will, um, that that maybe there's still those uh, unplugged areas? Um, what do you think that companies can do or how they can access more groups to get more interest in growing food? I'm afraid that we're going to have a grid problem one day and uh, someone's going to be caught with no food. So what do you see or, or have you all thought about or have you all kind of looked you know, down the road to kind of see that, hey, uh, companies maybe are starting to align a little bit better together and trying to uh, improve the situation about more community gardens. Of course, that presents farmer's markets, food hubs, other food systems.
1: What do you see? We are seeing a lot of different groups, whether they're car- corporations, um, nonprofits, civic o- civic organizations, um, working together to do just, mm-hmm. as, as you said, provide food to those who are really in need. Uh, with mm-hmm. our Grow 1000 program, uh, through our partnership with the Garden Writers Association and Plan a Row for the Hungry, that's a very strong component of each of our grants, being able to provide those in need in the community surplus produce. So we're usually working with with areas of a a city that is in, in high need Um, underserved. So right there, we're helping the local residents and then also giving access to that food pantry, to that church group. But the beauty of the Grow 1000 program for us is, you know, when we go to a new city and we're able to bring in other corporations and other partner groups to really help the program even expand more. And so it it has more, more, more traction and you just are bringing more resources to that right. nonprofit group. So good, uh, we, good. we definitely see that happening, and I think that definitely is going to continue. And that really isn't that the, the, the essence of community gardening. You know, you start right. something and you have more groups who are just you know, getting involved because it's it's about sharing. You know, sharing produce, sharing food, but also sharing ideas. Sharing, mm-hmm. you know, this is this might be a, a better way to grow something, and just bridging a lot of um, uh, you know, cultural gaps too um we've worked with many groups you know who are um they may be focusing on say um an immigrant population and right. they are coming you know to the United States and you know they're growing produce that you know may have been native to their their, their home country but they're growing it here in the United States right home. I like that idea and and they're teaching they're teaching their, those growing techniques you know to to their neighbors and it's also just um multigenerational too that, that's another trend we're seeing. Uh, it's it's young people, it's millennials, it's, you know, the boomers all working together to to grow something healthy to eat. It's it's just that's very right. cool. <laughs> and getting back to the
0: basics. <laughs> that's right. Like, getting back to the basics. Well, we appreciate your time today, and uh, this has been on the Pollinator Pro- uh, Promise Program, and it's at www.scottsmiraclegrow.com forward slash mark, Pollinator Promise. And I'm going to say that again for you, www.scotsmiraclegrow.com forward slash mark, Pollinator Promise. And they want you to just communicate with them through the uh, website only uh, to fill out your grant application. And uh, just go ahead and talk to them through that only, please. And uh, we've been talking with the Scott's Miracle Grow Company folks. And this is Sue Locke, who is the uh, Director of Corporate and Community Partnerships uh, there in Marysville, Ohio. And, Sue, I appreciate your time each year when you're telling us about these wonderful grant programs that you have available for folks because it's all about money and the volunteers to these folks. And uh, that's how they can make it sustainable is find that money, find those volunteers. And so, any kind of help that you all have done and other companies, we do appreciate it, because without you, we couldn't get as far in community gardens in the nation as we are. So, uh, I I do appreciate you can't you know what help you all have done, and also that you've come uh, to talk with us today. It's my honor and pleasure, and always a, a joy to talk to the Scotts Miracle Girl folks. So, you have a great day, Gal, and uh, good talking to you again this year. Okay, anytime, Mary. Thank you. Thank you, ma'am. We appreciate it. And you've been listening to Community Garden Revolution. I'm Mary Huckle, the show host. Thanks very much for listening today. Have a great Community Garden Day. Thank you. Appreciate it, gal.